Welcome back to the Frizz and the Grease podcast with your hosts, Prudo and D. Hello and welcome back to the Frizz and the Grizz podcast. It's your boy Trudeau and it's Tuesday, October 24th. Thank you guys for joining us live on the Twitch or tomorrow on podcast. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify, good show for you today. It's happy NBA tip off day, but we're going to talk a lot of football today, unfortunately, uh, <laughs> but we'll get to the, we'll get to the basketball stuff later on in the season. We promise. But first the man of the hour, D frizzy frizz. What's good, buddy. Chilling, my guy. Chilling, my guy. Happy Tuesday, brother, man. Happy Tuesday. I know you've been feeling a little under the weather, man. You're going to make it through the show today? I hope so. If you see me like bounce out of this chair and the, the headphones go flying, it's because I'm yakking in the toilet. But Fair enough. I'll, I'll take the reins if that does happen. The show must go on, as some people may say. We might find out that this is better when you just talk like solo for 40 minutes about random shit. You know, I... I won't. I won't go too far with foreshadowing, but it's something I thought about. Something thought about in the future. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Honest, honest. Like more serious. No, I. I don't know how some of those podcasters do that format. You know, there's a a guy I like, and he's he's taking a hiatus right now. You know, Bobani Jones. Mm-hmm. Like his his podcast is just him like talking for 50 minutes straight. They obviously have you know breaks in the segments and stuff, but. I just can't imagine just staring at myself in a reflection, talking sports and other things for that long. I feel like time flies, though. Honestly, when you do it, um, especially when you do it like effectively, you also have they have directors, they have producers, yeah. so they have people that are feeding them content. It's not like you know what me and you do, where we work a nine to five, <laughs> we take care of the kids, then we come in and we bullshit for an hour. Like that, that's their job is to have people feed them information. They usually got somebody in their ear say, "Hey, don't forget to go over this." So it might be a little easier than you'd think, uh, but they also have the time for it. That'd be my guess. So you're saying, you're suggesting we quit our jobs and just become full-time podcasters. Look, man, there's this dude on Instagram that just keeps, is showing up on my feed and he's just saying, you want to become a full-time content <laughs> creator, quit your job. When you quit your job, you got to put in 10,000 hours of streaming. 10,000 hours of okay. streaming will let you be a professional. Like he's just yelling at me like all day. It's- and I'm just like, I, it's, I wish I could, man, but no, I got a family to feed. I can't quit my boot, job. <laughs> boot camp for streamers. Like I can imagine a lot of those uh, do not go well. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people fall flat on their face. You know, you try to, I, I enjoy it. I have fun with what, I, with what I do, but it is not easy, man. You, a lot of people just like give up at what they do to go full, bl- full blow. And it's like, if you can, sure. But like, I, I can't afford that shit. That's, that's just starts a good shout out for the people listening and watching live, you know, We'd love it, and we appreciate you. But we'd love it if you, uh, you know, shoot that that follow button to D's D's Twitch, right? D underscore Frizzy Frizz Five, or uh, if you want to, you know, if you're watching on Twitch, you know, follow the podcast. It, every every follow helps, and we appreciate each and every one of you. Let's talk some football. I have a really fun first game to start with. Then we'll go over our tier rankings for Week Seven. So for those watching, it's going to be a bit of a messy transition because there's no way to share like a PowerPoint presentation. So here we go. I know D's going to be flipping out. Yeah, because yeah, I know I know you how you get about the... Uh, you got to get rid of that thing that says hide. Please just do that for me. Okay. Is that better? Yeah, that'll, that helped me out. So I wanted to do a blind resume game today. Uh, it's similar to what they do. And by the way, D, I can't see you or see the comments. So, you know, you, you're <laughs> right. on top of that for now. Um, but it's similar to what they do in ESPN a lot where they have, you know, two essentially silhouettes of, of players mm-hmm. and you see the stats of the players and you're like, oh my God, who's player A or who's player B? Who would you rather have? And one of the players ends up by being like an absurd person <laughs> and you just realize like, oh, that guy's actually really good. I didn't realize. Uh, I kind of wanted to do that with you today because I thought okay. just looking at what have ha- what's have happened so far in seven weeks of NFL season, it's been it's felt a little bit upside down. Like I know... The Chiefs and Eagles are really good, and they've proven that so far. But there's some teams that are just like, I don't know what to do with you. So quarterback by resume might be fun. Are you ready? Let's get it. All right. And I'll try to explain for those that are listening on podcasts. So right now I have on the screen 
two silhouettes. I know it's pretty pretty ghetto production here. This the picture. That's that's all I could find on. on it Google looks search. great, man. It looks great. You couldn't find like a silhouette of like a quarterback throwing a football. Bro, uh, dude, trust me. I I googled for like thirty minutes. So it's just like two generic silhouettes. QB one, QB two, QB one. Six games total played. Two hundred and seventy six yards a game. Nine touchdowns, one interception, with about a sixty percent completion percentage. QB two very similar. Six games played, a little less yards per game at six a uh, two sixty five. One more touchdown at ten. Three more interceptions at four, and a completion set percentage of fairly higher of sixty seven percent. Looking at this D QB one QB two. First of all, would you do you have a preference of which quarterback you'd rather have right now? Yes. And that would be what one. So preference-wise, not knowing record, obviously, and I feel like it's going to kick me in the ass because of the way I'm going with this, I'm going QB1. Okay. Um, breakdown for QB1 is obviously the game's played is the same. A little bit more yards. Granted, it's only you know 12 more yards per game, uh, 11 more yards per game, uh, but it's the turnovers. It doesn't show fumbles in here, but I'm a big fan of knowing exactly what type of turnovers or what time those turnovers That's are. That's fair. And if he's got if QB on the on the left, QB one has nine touchdowns, one interception. Unless he's got like five fumbles that have been recovered by the defense, that means QB number two is throwing interceptions at their worst times because he's got a great percentage, a great passing percentage, which is good. But then he's throwing an interception, which is most likely it could potentially cost the team. So that that's the way that I would break that one down. And I tried to pair players who are similar running uh like running output, so it's not lopsided in that category. Are you right. ready for, for the uh, reveal? Can't wait, yeah. So QB, Oh, let's go! QB1 was CJ Stroud, and QB2 is Justin, Justin Herbert. I think if you think about quarterbacks and how people have perceived quarterbacks and like the quarterback ranking, everyone's always like Justin Herbert's top six, top seven quarterback. CJ Stroud, to this point, I know the completion percentage is a little lower, but he's been a great performer and he's almost at the level of playing with Justin Herbert as far as like both players output so far to this point. So this is, I mean, it might not even be like a hot, you know, take or anything like that. And this is just based off of the play of where he's at and where other quarterbacks are right now in the league. CJ Stroud is playing as a top 10 quarterback. There are maybe, maybe five or six other QBs right now. Now, I'm not talking about for the future. I'm not talking about like in a Super Bowl moment. I'm saying right now, there are very few quarterbacks that I would take over CJ Stroud. They handed the man the keys. You couldn't name one offensive player besides maybe uh, uh, Damian Pierce. Like Nico Collins is becoming a household name, but no one knew who the hell Tank Dell was, right? And CJ Stroud is like, is bringing this offense like up to speed and he's they're tasking him to throw 40 50 times per game as a rookie he broke the record for most completions or attempts without a without an interception which usually happens right away like Peyton Manning's first pass was a pick six right so like he became the best quarterback one of the best quarterbacks of all time so it's I'm not saying that I dislike Herbert and I know a lot of my um a lot of my talk comes off as like I dislike him like a lot. I just hate the overhype of CJ Stroud is doing this as a rookie's three and three. Justin Herbert's doing exactly what I said, probably turnovers at the worst times in the two and four. Yeah, I I want to say I was curious that when you were talking, I was looking up the pass attempts. So I want to know if it was just volume for CJ Stroud. Uh, no lie, Herbert and Stroud are one pass attempt off at this point. So they're throwing the ball the same amount of times. The completion percentage being lower, it's it's a little. It I I don't think it's a red flag because if you look at the yards per game, it's telling me that Stroud's taking more shots downfield, most likely. Hundred percent. Yep. So, um, and if you're taking more shots downfield, you'd expect maybe a higher interception rate because you're making more risky passes. You know what I mean? Uh, I just think it's impressive that he has one interception. He's been really clean with a Texas offense that we all thought was really shaky. We thought maybe the strength would be the run game. Yep. Uh, so I think Stroud, it's crazy. No one really thought Stroud would be the quarterback, like the guy to like lead this class. I mean, I'm sure people did, but everyone liked their Bryce Young uh, and their Richardson. But Stroud's been awesome. And, uh, you know, maybe he's the guy that ascends to that top seven level in a year or two. I hope he does. I think he's got a, he's got the, he's got the tools. One of the better, if not best, I know it's early, so I don't, I don't want to count out fields yet, but like one of the better Ohio state quarterbacks we've seen in a very long time, Ohio state isn't traditionally known for producing a quarterback. 
And now they got obviously Fields out in Chicago, who's you know floating borderline leaving that team. But CJ Stroud comes in and and he he's got the full he's got the keys. He, yeah. the, the franchise is his. It's he's on the Houston Texans for the next like ten years. All right, next pairing. Oh boy. So these are two quarterbacks that have uh, less yards per game than the last two guys. Both played seven games, right? Uh, the QB one has 234 yards per game, eight touchdowns, three interception, decent completion percentage, 67.4 QB two, seven games, 214 yards. So 20 less yards a game, but 13 touchdowns, which is a increase of five with only one more interception at four similar completion percentage of 66%. So just kind of for those not looking at it and just listening on podcasts, you basically have two quarterbacks. One has 20 more yards a game, but the other one has five more inter- five more touchdowns with just one more interception, similar completion percentage. So overall, they're pretty similar. Uh, one just has a better per output. Yeah, I, this one is this one's a tough one. Seven games mean they haven't had their bye week yet. Um, so I'm trying to figure in my mind who they would be. Um, but what I when I see something that jumps out of the on this one is the amount of yards per game they get, but the less touchdowns. Mm. Less touchdowns means they typically have a good running game, a quarterback that can get you down the field accurately, obviously 67%, and then just hand the ball off. Um, not to say that that one interception and then you have four, you know, five plus touchdowns isn't a positive, but I like people that take care of the ball. So I'm gonna go with QB1 again with this one. Interesting. Here's your uh, your results of what QBs they are. Look at this. So QB one's Trevor Lawrence. And that was actually a pretty good synopsis because that's kind of how the Jags have mm-hmm. have eaten this year, uh, running the ball in the the red zone. QB two was Russell Wilson, and I gotta say, you know, I know we like to shit on Russell Wilson for his antics and who he is, but they are who we thought they. Wrong button. Wrong one. Broncos country. Let's ride. Right, but he's having a. He's having a pretty decent year, despite how pathetic the Broncos have been. Like I think the Broncos <laughs> have failed, not because of Russell Wilson this year. He has 13 touchdowns, four interceptions, a decent completion percentage. It's, it's the team around him. But yeah, interesting uh, comparison. Yeah, and I'm I'm not gonna say I'm two for two on choosing on this one, but damn, that was a really good uh really good spot on pick for it. Uh, not again. Not, I don't think Russell is having an awful season this year. I think he's been I fine. Think he's he's decent. I think he's he's not the reason, but he's part of. And him not being able to be as mobile as he used to be definitely hurts his game. Um, I think he doesn't take as many risks as he used to. He used to be able to throw the ball downfield to um, not lock it, but who was the who was the ball dude? Doug McCaff. Baldwin. He used to be able to throw the ball downfield to Doug Baldwin all the time, right? And like he has better tools now. He's got Sutton. He's got Judy. And he's got uh, you know a tight end that that are, are decent. He's got better tools, but he's just not the same quarterback. So I you know I don't think he's the reason why the Broncos are failing. He just is part of the part of the issues, unfortunately. Yeah, the yards per game too is a little damning. Two fourteen is like one of the lower in the the league. That just kind of also tells me the coach doesn't really trust him to sling the ball all game. Exactly. The the thirteen touchdowns might be just an anomaly here on on his behalf. It might also be the the opposite of what I was talking about with Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence's get you down the field, get you into the red zone, and just not make a mistake. Who cares how we score? We're just going to score a touchdown. Russell Wilson is they get down the field and they don't really have a running game, so I have to pass the ball, right? So like he, you don't really have Jamison Williams scoring as many touchdowns as he did when he was a rookie. I said Jamison Williams, it's not Jamison Williams, Javante Williams. Sorry, yeah. my apologies, Tyhe, if you're listening. To be fair though, Trevor hasn't been. Super impressive so far this year, but the the Jags team's still pretty good despite it. So it's interesting to keep your eye on going forward. All right, the next one is a doozy. Sheesh. So for those listening on podcasts, I have two quarterbacks, just silhouettes on the screen. I'm going to be honest, both have been fantastic. So QB one, they both have played seven games. QB one has 293 yards a game, 16 touchdowns, five picks, with an almost 69% nice completion percentage. QB two. Just a slight less yards per game, 288, so five less yards a game, 15 touchdowns, six interceptions, and a 69% completion percentage. Honestly, statistically, QB1 and QB2 have been a mirror image of each other as far as what they've done and accomplished as a quarterback passing this year. 
Yeah, that this is where you know fumbles takes uh takes into effect. If there are any fumbles that are accumulated with it, there's you know the timeliness of those turnovers when it comes to those interceptions. I know this one's gonna bite me in the ass because one of them's gonna be like Kirk Cousins or something like that because I think he's like quietly having a good season, but his team sucks, uh, especially without Justin Jefferson. Although they did win last night, right? They against the Niners it, without Justin yeah, Jefferson. They beat, the, they beat the Niners. Um, so here, let me let me keep the trend going and, and keep it with QB1, but let me find out that it's like Kirk Cousins or like Kellen Mond or some shit like that. <laughs> yeah, I called it. Called it. I knew it. I knew it. Uh, so dealing with Kirk Cousins. Yeah, Kirk Cousins <laughs> and Patrick Mahomes literally at this point passing wise have mirror image of each other statistically. It's crazy. Yeah, and it's just the it's the outcome of the uh, of the game. And this is, I mean, not of the game, but it's just... Um, outcomes of their their games that they play, not this game that we're playing. But yeah, Mahomes is 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 next level when it comes to like his precision behind the way he's throwing the ball. And Kirk Cousins is Kirk Cousins. He's there's. Can we have a like, conversation, an honest yeah, conversation? What's up? what's up? I think have we been too mean on Kirk Cousins for the past several years? No, he's good. He always has been. He's just he, he, there's there's a reason why people say you're elite in the NFL. You're Kirk Cousins or you're terrible. It's because Kirk Cousins will get you. There are weeks where he is a top five, top 10 quarterback. And then there are weeks where he's a top, he's a bottom 25. Kirk Cousins on prime time. I mean, numbers don't lie. There was a time when he was like one in 30 in games that were played at seven o'clock at night or worse or later. Like it's like lights are shining and it that's what happens in the playoffs. Same thing. Like he gets to the playoffs and he just doesn't perform. So it's like he'll get you wins in the regular season. When it gets to the playoffs or like a very important game, it's when he doesn't really shine. So like, yeah, he can be he can be a really really good quarterback, and he's good enough to get you to the playoffs, but he's not good enough to get you to the Super Bowl. I will say an un- unfair thing that's not listed here is how good the skill positions are around Patrick Mahomes. I mean, I'm sorry, around Kirk Cousins compared to Patrick Mahomes. Like, granted, like Mahomes, he has Kelsey, and he's Kelsey's phenomenal, but you know, it's just a hodgepodge of wide receivers versus Kirk Cousins, who has. Without even without Jefferson, Addison's looking great, and mm-hmm. Hawkinson is fantastic as well. So, yep. I mean, I just want—I just thought it was a, a really fun comparison, <laughs> and I think Kirk Cousins. I saw it coming. I was like, "This you, one's gonna bite me in the ass." When you kept saying Kirk Cousins, like, goddamn, he knows he knows what it is. Yeah, he's been yep. great. He's gonna be a Pro Bowler this year. No, oh, no doubt. the word, love that, love the Pro Bowl word. He's gonna be a Pro Bowler. All right. So, number four, two QBs that have had. Statistically, pretty bad seasons, right? Both around, both around 220 yards per game. I'm just going to take the average. The first, the first quarterback has uh, slightly less. Both has played, both have played seven games. QB one, seven touchdowns to seven interceptions with a 66% completion. QB two, six touchdowns, four interceptions, slightly low completion at 63.9. Do you have any idea who these could be and? Which quarterback do you think would be the superior quarterback in this? I feel like one of them is Mac Jones, and I'm taking QB two because again, I'm all about turnovers. I can't handle somebody that throws one turnover is averaging one interception per game, let alone involving fumbles. I know that the uh, QB two has a lower completion percentage at at sixty nine, uh, excuse me, sixty three point nine percent, and QB one has sixty six. But it's still those interceptions like that they cost you games, and if you're averaging one per game, that means that one of them is going to be a costly turnover. A good analysis. Would you would you say that though they're pretty similar? Like they're not that drastically different. These quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, if you look at at least you're, you're setting me up with that question. I know. Um, do you know <laughs> they're? Do you know what, do you know what quarterbacks are going to be then, based on what I'm saying? I I feel like one of them is like Derek Carr and one of them is like um, Mac Jones, just because you're trying to say, oh my goodness. <laughs> But I'm still gonna take Derek Carr over Mac Jones. Oh man, I I love football too much, man. Well, we know this shit. We've 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 spent countless countless episodes shitting on Mac Jones, and your quarterback Derek Carr is pretty close to being as bad as Mac Jones. Yeah, yeah. The difference is though is that the offense is it actually looks good with Derek Carr. It just doesn't. They don't finish in the red zone. He gets them into the 20 yard into the red zone and then they kick field goals. So there's a big difference with that. He's also not, as you can see, throwing seven turnovers or pick sixes that are costing the team. How do you think the Saints would look with Mac Jones? Just about terrible. The same. I would hate that. Absolutely would hate it. Having an Alabama quarterback as QB one in, in New Orleans, I would be so upset. 
Like if if Jalen Hurts found his way into into New Orleans, I'd call him a, a, a Oklahoma quarterback. <laughs> by, by the way, for those who you, maybe you don't know this, D, maybe people in the audience don't know. I found this out this week. I thought I was just mind blown. Do you know that what Mac Jones' real name is? McCorklin or something? McCorkle. Yeah, McCorkle. Yeah, little 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 something for those who don't know. <laughs> McCorkle Jones. That's as soon as I heard his name, it's actually McCorkle. Uh, he's never going to be a good quarterback. He can't be. Good. Uh, he's out out. Out on McCorkle. Uh, get get it cooling like Kool Aid McKinstry. Now that's a, I that's think a this is absolutely hilarious that I was able to nail to, it. Like nail that comparison of it being Mac Jones and Derek Carr. <laughs> All right, this is the last one. All right, uh, two quarterbacks, pretty mid. Uh, both played seven games. One has a two sixty yards per game average. One ten yards less, two fifty. Quarterback one has. Nine touchdowns and eight picks, 67% completion. QB2, nine touchdowns, seven picks, 65% completion. Pretty pretty similar. Yeah, they're both averaging an interception per game, so that's not that's not something that I could say that I could use it as like a, a positive or a negative. One of them has a better completion percentage and more yards, meaning they may take more shots down the field and actually dump the ball off. So I'm going to go with QB1 on this one. I actually don't even remember what quarterbacks these are, so it should be interesting to me as well. Ooh. Nice! Look at that. I mean, granted, this one doesn't. Uh, it's Jalen Hurts' QB one and Sam Howell. So <laughs> I will say this: like, granted, it doesn't show Hurts' running pr- uh, production. I'm not too sure what his running production has been. I think it's been a lot of just the the, the tush push, the tush push. So it's not a ton of yards uh, on the ground. I just thought this was interesting to point out. Like, even though the Eagles are what are they six and one, five and one, yep. six and one, six and one now. Uh, Jalen Hurts has quietly been not MVP, not great. I don't even know if I would I would say good. He he's looked good, but like statistically, it's not great. Yeah, and I remember I said this at the beginning of the season, like what's considered him going, like taking a step back, and it was like, oh, if he's not an MVP, then he, you know, he t- technically he's taking a step backwards, and statistically, like he's he is a little worse or on pace to finish worse than what he was last year, both mm-hmm. on the ground and in the air. I don't know if it's just more of the, you know, let's just get to the playoffs. It really doesn't matter if they're in that mode right now. But, you know, it's it's not costing his team, him not being able to, you know, get that interception to touchdown ratio a little bit farther away from each other. It's not really hurting his team. I don't know if, like, those interceptions are, like, at the end of halftime where he's just launching the ball or something like that. I'm, I don't watch I think- the Eagles games to be able to put that in there. I think the Jets game may have really tallied that interception total up. I think he threw what, three, three, maybe in the yeah. Jets game, so that really hurt, um, and that that directly cost them a cost them a win there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, th- I would say I would say Jalen Hurts looks great. Like I, I've watched a good chunk of the game against the Dolphins on Sunday night, and like he's still doing all the right things and making some incredible throws. But I would say this is a step back. You know. He's not he's not producing like he did last year, but it's not hurting the team that much to be. But to also to play devil's advocate, they haven't really been smoking up on the competition. You know what I mean? Like they looked great against the Dolphins, but there's been a lot of games where they've won by smaller margins or kept teams around. Yeah, it looks like one possession or just over a two possession game. Essentially, the entire season, the only blowout that they've had where it was multiple scores was Miami, um, and then Tampa at the beginning of this, uh, week three when it was twenty five eleven. But no, that was essentially just it. And yeah, that's that's a perfect comment right there is he doesn't need to play at an MVP level for them to win. Like their team is so talented. It's he could he could throw the ball 10 yards and AJ Brown could take it 90. Like he really doesn't have to do too much work out there. Yeah, the running game looks probably better this year, even with uh, with DeAndre Swift. That's been a really good, uh, good addition. Swift wasn't bad when he was in Detroit. He, it was just like underutilized or like improperly utilized the same way that like you know, Jameer Gibbs isn't really being uh, produced back, but, you know, before he went down, Montgomery was. It's just very strange, the mm-hmm. dynamic for, for Detroit. But Swift is not a bad, you know, running back. And they they just picked up another safety, uh, Jameer Bird. So, like, the, the Eagles just keep getting better. And, you know, we'll, we'll see how that actually turns out. They got Julio Jones, who got a couple passes uh, last night. It's funny. Um, not to say that he's, like, the old Julio, but, like, it's just an extra piece to have. Yeah, I... I would probably say they're probably the top dog down the NFC with uh, what's going on with the 49ers. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Let's uh, let's lose some money with the people. Here comes the money. 
This is our weekly gambling segment, which I would strongly advise you guys not to take this seriously because we were perfect last week. A perfect 0-6. That's hard to do, man. <laughs> I mean, hey, you typically have the better picks. Yeah. I, t- I tried to stay away from college, and it's it still didn't matter. Like, every one of my games were... Were, were terrible picks. I got to stay away from betting emotionally, uh, according to some of my friends. Um, so we'll see how that lands us this week. Uh, and shout out to Christian in the chat. I want. I think that should be a, a, a conversation we have in the future because I've gotten down a rabbit hole recently. I'm trying to get the music back, but I've gone down a rabbit hole of people who have interesting names on their like roster. So like Julio Jones. I forget what Julio's real name is. You can help me out, Christian. It's a, it's a very different name. Yeah, it's, it's not really Julio. weird. Um, but, you know, there's guys like, I heard about the squirrel. There's a squirrel player in college football, squirrel something. Obviously, you got Kool-Aid McKinstry. So yeah. uh, I would love to have a segment at some point of just like looking up the most wild uh, nicknames like of all time. That'd be fun. I'm down. I'm down. There are some funny ones, man. There are some funny ones. There's a, um, oh, the quarterback. There's a quarterback that played for Oklahoma that had a very strange name, like General Booty. That's what General it was. Booty. It was General, I think that's his General real name, Booty. Though. I think that's his USC. real name. What you say? I think that's his real name, General Booty. It is, but it's still <laughs> that's still a funny ass name. I got you. I got you. All right, so we we went collectively over six last week, which is like statistically, I can't even say the word. That's really difficult because we're going against the spread, and basically it should be a coin flip every time. So mm-hmm. to go zero and six was really really difficult. So good for us. Uh, we're gonna open this up to more sports this week. I'm going all basketball in. Ooh. In uh, in homage to the basketball season starting, um, finally got the music back up. Good God! Um, so I'll give you my picks first. I like these. I, I'm I'm usually pretty in tune with basketball. Like that's my sport. Okay. I'm gonna go Celtics. So I'm going all games on Wednesday. I'm taking the Celtics minus three at the Knicks. Uh, I think the Celtics are a juggernaut team this year. Best starting, best first six in the league combined. You know starting five at the bench and I think they're going to try to come out and make a point game one I think game the first game is always interesting because teams really want to want game one I got yep. the Celtics I'm taking the T-Wolves um, I think they're going to be a surprise team the Timberwolves this year I know they were the laughing stock last year and they're trying to figure out how to use Rudy Gobert this team should be a regular season juggernaut because we've always seen in the past with Rudy Gobert and Utah regular season juggernauts I'm taking the minus one at the Raptors who've been down and then my last pick it's Pelicans at Grizzlies. It's a pick 'em, so it's just uh, pick the winner. There's no spread in this one because it's so close. Uh, the Grizz are an absolute mess right now. Obviously, we know what happened with John Morant, uh, and now we have Stephen Adams is done for the season. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, I did. Terrible. So their back, their front court depth's terrible. It's just going to be Jaron Jackson, like Sandy Aldama, some other guys. So I'm going to take the Pelicans. I think they'll be better. Zion's back. They're going to have their their core three there with Zion, CJ. And um, Brandon Ingram, so I'll take the Pelicans in that one. Yeah, it's, I mean, I don't mind. I don't. Oddly enough, I got one of my picks was the same ones that you picked. Um, but I don't mind that Grizzlies Pelicans pick. I think the the Grizzlies are going to be very, very, very bad this year because of unfortunately their roster situation. Interested to see how the Timberwolves actually finish. Ant Man did incredibly well in the FIBA championships. Um, so like, what's up? I was going to say they they finished at what the. Uh... They, they they finished as the seventh seed, the actual seventh seed. They lost to the Lakers the eighth seed. Last year seventh. So they finished as the seventh seed with Cap missing seventy percent of the season, trying to figure mm-hmm. out how to use Rudy, Rudy Gobert, and now you have Ant Man making a leap. I feel like this team's going to be dramatically better this year. Yeah, that's why I said I don't I don't mind that pick. Uh, Raptors are kind of like a weird team. I know they got a new a new um a new head coach, but they just got like a hodgepodge of of random players like Dylan Brooks. That's, you know they don't have. That's you're thinking of uh, the Rockets. Oh, that Rockets, Rockets. My bad, my bad. You're 100 right on that one. Uh, Raptors still have Pascal, but they they have Fred. No, do they even have Fred? He's gone. No, he's gone. It's just their starting just point guard and Scotty Barnes. So the starting lineup: Schroeder at the point guard. Um, I don't know if it's gonna be OG and Anobi. It's gonna be yep. Pascal Siakam, Scotty Barnes, and Yaka Pertle is their starting. Yeah, five. not 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 a great five. Um, you know, especially Scotty Barnes didn't really take an, an extra leap his second year. Yeah. Kind of just stayed consistent on how good he was, you know, in uh, his rookie season. 
Uh, so I don't mind those picks. And, and obviously, I didn't talk about one of them because one of them was mine. So I'll start that one off off of the top. And that was the Celtics Knicks. I think this has got blowout written all over it. Uh, minus three for, for the Celtics. Give me that on the road. Um, at the Mecca, this is a game that you could probably see Tatum opening night, try to go off for 40, 40 or 50. You know what I'm saying? And, and just be like, look, I just want you guys to understand. I don't care if you still have, you know, Randall. I don't care if you lost out on Giannis. I don't care if you lost out on Dame. We still run the East. And I think he could go off at like 40, 50 points and try to have like his best game of his career at the Garden. I think this is a big game too with the Celtics where they want to put their foot on the neck of a team and just be like, yep. yeah, we're, we're, the, we're the Celtics. Like we're the best team. Um, one other thing that I found interesting, I was listening to a lot of basketball podcasts today. A lot of basketball analysts, like people who have the ability to vote in these awards for the end of the season, sexy pick for MVP, Jason Tatum. People really like the Jason Tatum MVP run this year. How do you I've, feel about that? Not bad. It's, I don't think it's a bad pick. Uh, if you got the money to throw on it, I think that would be good too. We were talking about him being an MVP last year. I think mm. there was like parts of the season where he was at, like he was escalating himself into that talk, and it kind of faded away. Um, but yeah, I think this is a year. If he look, I already talked about how I feel about the Celtics. Their their seasons dependent on not the Jays, which I don't like. I don't I don't care for that. I'm kind of scared for them for that. But if Jason Tatum can carry this team the way that we think he can. Yeah, I, I could see him being in the MVP talk. They get a one or two seed. Absolutely. If he's averaging 28 and, and eight, 28, eight and five, you know what I'm saying? Like that's that's MVP level if you're the number one seed or the two seed. So the another thing too is, you know, uh, Embiid repeating becomes difficult because he's always a guy who misses games. There's now a 65 game limit. Uh, I feel like Jokic is probably their best competition. His best competition as far as MVP. It should be interesting. Uh, who are you really picks? I'm sorry to cut you off. Yeah, no, you're good. You're good. It was, uh, it was an interesting talk, especially for that matchup. I'm, I'm really interested in, look, in watching that game. Um, I'm going back to the NFL for this one, though. I'm going to go Ravens cards. Mm. Um, I know that we've been talking about. I know it's eight and a half for the Ravens. I'm still going to give the Cardinals that that eight and a half. Uh, we had talked about like the Cardinals being scrappy. They've actually looked pretty bad the last couple they of have. weeks. Yeah. So I, I think Lamar and um and and their offense has looked really good. You know, we're not talking enough on how good the Ravens offense actually looks. I know that they didn't score too much against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And like that was like the hindrance for it. But the cards the last five have lost by double digits. So like at each game, like they got blown up by the Seahawks. They got blown up by the Rams. They got blown up by the Bengals. And they got marked by the Cowboys, by the um, by the 49ers. We were talking about them being scrappy because they had played decently close games. And then they beat the Cowboys. But since they beat the Cowboys, they've been on the downtrend. Um, so like I, I'm gonna go with the, I'm gonna take give the points to the cards and say that's gonna be a double digit uh, double digit loss for them. I hope so. My only concern is the Ravens have been one of those teams that are kind of like Jekyll and Hyde. You know they'll look like world beaters one week and then back to you know doing silly mistakes the next week. If if the Ravens and Lamar, especially Lamar, because obviously we know he had a great week, can kind of string together some really nice performances and really build on it, that would be awesome for them. Oddly enough, the the one oh one of the one like big reasons why I think that they um, blow them out is because it's in Arizona. I think it's turf. I think the the the, the Ravens or Lamar Jackson is much faster on turf, so you just know you don't. I don't think it'd be easy to stop him in in specific situations. By the way, completely unrelated to the podcast, what if I told you I have Lamar Jackson in fantasy and still lost this week? How many points did you put up? He put like 50, right? Yeah. That means your the rest of your team is dodged. No. I played against Mahomes and Kelsey. Oh, that's tough. That is tough, man. That is tough. tough All right. Uh, last pick. Last pick. Yeah, last but not least, I'm going to flip it back to basketball. Probably next time I do this, I'll do basketball, basketball, football instead of back and forth. Uh, but I'm going Bucks and 76ers. I know this is a close one, but it says it's five and a half um, for Philly. I think Philly is in some serious trouble right now. The hard is not going to be there. Yeah, the situation with Harden is not getting any better. I think Dame coming out of um, you know coming out of Portland with his first game, you know against against Philly got something to prove. I think Giannis has also got something to prove. To be like, look, like I understand that Boston did X. I understand that you know other teams might have done Y, but like the league goes through me, and he at some point is the best player in the NBA. So I think this is another one of those prove them games. Three, four weeks from now, no, not even. January, February, right before the All-Star game, five and a half point spread on the road. No, I'm not taking the Bucks. Tip-off week? Yeah, I'll take them. 
And we, we didn't even talk about Giannis signing that extension. The big yeah. extension that was kind of hanging over the Bucks. Uh, he's there for another two years at least, and then uh, player option the third year. Still lines up. Still lines up, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see what the actual like move is for, um, I, for Giannis. I was thinking about this today on my walk. <laughs> I walk you, you just know, take walks? Well, well, I have a dog, so like I walk the oh, dog, okay. and I, like, I'll just <laughs> I think just about like, shit. Hmm, it, like, going in the world? <laughs> it makes me like Giannis more, and not because he stayed, because he gave them an ultimatum, said, hey, like I want to win. And I want to get better. And he didn't tell them who to get. And they, they did what he wanted. And you know what he does? He could have waited till next offseason and got a bigger contract, like more money as the CBA or like the the revenue share goes up, right? Yeah, cap. So he would have made more money if he waited. But he's like, you know what? You did good by me. I'll sign right now with you before the season. Let's, let's get this done. So like mad respect to like just be the type of guy who's just like, you scratch my back and I'm not going to forget about what you did and I got you as well. You know who also did something like this very similar and then he won a couple of championships after? What? Kobe Bean. Kobe Bean. Uh, R.I.P. baby. I knew you would have to sneak in a Kobe reference with your Lakers, oh. get, your, your Lakers getting their ass beat. They're getting fucking smacked. Must have that direction. Wait a minute. Holla, holla. All wants to know where they go. All right, last thing of the day, a little more NFL. We did get to talk a lot of basketball just there, so that was fun. Yeah, decent, a decent breakdown. Obviously, we'll have a little bit more next week, but not a bad one. Yeah, I feel like I feel like talking basketball right before all the games tip off on we, you know, night one doesn't make a lot of sense because nothing's changed since the entire offseason. So we'll re- we'll recap some of the action next week. The last thing we want to do is uh, we we've been putting out every week on our our Twitter. Or was it X now? I forgot. It's called yeah, Twitter. just say Twitter. I'm not on the Twitter. It X. Uh, it's at, I think it's at Frizz and Grizz. We've been doing a tier ranking every week after the NFL week wraps up. And uh, D wanted to dive into some of these tiers from from this week. And uh, I don't know. I I'll be honest. I'm the one who does the. Uh, I'll get rid of the little scrolly thing at the bottom. But I'm the one who puts out the, the tiers. So I don't know if you have a beef with something I put down here, or if you just want to dive into some of these. But I'll uh, I'll let you open the segment because it was your idea. Yeah, my first one was like, I even said it on Twitter. Um, I bit my cheek. So it sounds like I'm talking with a lisp. Like I am like I bit the shit out of my cheek earlier in the show. Um, <clears throat> I, the, the random one, like we just knocked the 49ers from Super Bowl favorites all the way down to like getting concerned. I don't put them in the same area as the Bills and the, the Dolphins lost to the Eagles. So like I wouldn't even be concerned with them either. So I, I was just kind of, you know, con- not going to say confused, but like curious as to why you would uh, why you would think those three or at least the, the Dolphins and the 49ers would be in the same concerned level as the Bills. So the 49ers, it's back to back weeks that they've looked very they, they, they went from being a juggernaut to now looking like mortal. And uh-huh. it's a little concerning because now there's questions about Brock. Is Brock Purdy that dude? Like, what are the 49ers? What are the 49ers when their skill guys get injured? Uh, you know, that defense has not looked great against the Leeds last week against uh, the Vikings. They lost to the Browns, lost to the Vikings, two teams that were like mad about. You know, no one thinks they're Super Bowl contenders. It's just the concern is back to back weeks of losses. You can't be a Super Bowl favorite if you go rattle off two losses. I'm not saying I'm out on the being a potential Super Bowl contender, but it's like I look at them now and say, I felt so confident in you three weeks ago, and now I'm looking at you and wondering, are you going to be one of those teams that have the second, maybe maybe your second seed and get snuck up on by the sixth seed or losing the second round of the playoffs? You know, I don't feel as confident. And the same thing with the Dolphins. They, they look like world beaters against really bad teams. Right, they've smacked up on really bad teams, but when they play good competition, um, you know, in the Bills and the Eagles this Eagles. week, yep. they look super mortal in that offense this week. That I think, I think this is the first week under Mike McDaniel's where the Dolphins have scored under twenty points, and it, it makes me start to think: Can this Dolphins team, especially against teams that want to punch you in the mouth, right? Can they play? that kind of tough bully ball football our team's going to bully them in the playoffs when it gets cold outside and you're going to want to run the ball and can they do that stuff? Cause they're sexy now, but 
you know, when, when it comes to getting punched in the mouth, how are they going to respond? So again, like I'm not saying that these teams are can't win the Super Bowl, but it's like, I felt so confident about these three teams or at least the, the two you're pointing out. And now I'm, I'm a little shaky on them. And yeah, I think you make good points with both the, the, the 49ers and the Dolphins, you know, where we weren't expecting them to have two losses like this, you know, the way that they did get those losses, especially the 49ers back to back. I think that it's really, really hard to win in the NFL. Like it's extreme. Can I just can I put up one more yeah. point before you get on? Every time you do that, I got to look down to make sure Sorry, like, I'm not fine. muted or something. Just one more point. I starting to get concerns. Like a, almost for me, it's like a holding pattern. Like I need to see one more week to see like, am I downgrading you or am I putting you back to Super Bowl favorite? It's it's kind of like I don't feel comfortable putting you with the Cowboys, but I also don't feel comfortable putting you with the Eagles at this point. So it's like it's a holding pattern. Maybe that's a little bit more of a better interpretation um, because like I took it as like we're concerned about them like no longer being a favorite of of like winning the Super Bowl. I'm like, I don't I mean, yeah, like, like I was just saying, like it's extremely hard to win in the NFL. Like any given Sunday is a real thing. Any team can beat you. Everybody's a professional athlete. And I think the 49ers are going through a rut, but I don't think that that makes them a bad team. I don't think it, it even puts them in the level of the the Cowboys. I think they're upper level they're than better that. than the cowboys they're still yeah, a tier it, above them in in the dolphins i think yeah they've lost two out of the last three and i understand they beat you know bad teams and when it's good teams they struggle but it's same thing like the eagles are a super bowl contender and the bills are a team a couple of weeks ago we were talking about them being super so, bowl contenders so like i get what you're saying i'm just not ready to raise the flag on them being a concern because I think I might have even mentioned you wrote the Browns being better without Sean, jokingly. But the Browns are one am of I the best defenses in the NFL. Am I joking that? or am I serious? Joking. I mean, it's here. It's both. It's both. <laughs> they might be better without him, honestly. But like that defense is incredible. Like I said it weeks ago. I don't even know if we put any money Miles on it. Miles Garrett. Like, Miles Garrett might be the defense. He's still not the favorite. How is he still not the? He's still not the favorite to win that award. I don't know. Well, somebody said it on, Micah Parsons. on TV. Yeah, somebody said it on on um on TV, and it, it was so so spot on. He said that if Miles Garrett wore a star in his head, he'd be talked about like T.J. Watt, and it's so true. And it's like he's a freakish athlete. He's having an incredible season, but because he plays for Cleveland, nobody's gonna really give him credit. And their defense has played stellar this season. They have made good quarterbacks look very, very mid. And it's a credit to like their offense. It's a credit to the way that they, you can't take him. You can't take him serious, man. Like, let, why, why even display that comment? Um, but you can like, that's, that's how this team is. And I, I really do think that, you know, I'm not, cons- I'm not at the same concern level as the Dolphins and 49ers with the way they've looked so, two of the last three weeks, as I am with the Bills, who looked very, very will, bad against a very, very bad team. If I could put like a subdivision of playoff teams that's also starting to get concerned, I put the Bills there. Like I don't think I feel the same way about the Bills, Dolphins, and 49ers. But it's like if there was a second tier of getting concerned, the Bills would be below them in the second tier. But I'm also concerned about them as a legitimate team because Josh Allen, while he does amazing things, he also does Josh Allen things and turns the ball over, and he's in that funk right now of being extremely reckless with the ball. When are we going to... I mean, I, I know I bring this up all the time, but like, when are we going to stop talking about Josh Allen being elite? Like A lot of people have talked about this, or at least you know they throw this <sighs> well, in there. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Hold on, let me finish okay. this. We 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 will pick and prod and and find ways to make it seem like Lamar Jackson didn't deserve his contract and why he didn't deserve his money. But when it's Josh Allen, it's but look at the arm talent, but look at the size, look at the, look at how he can just run through defenders and leap over people, but then come up short in games that he should win. But we we talk like it was a God given miss that he went into overtime with Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs in the AFC Championship. Like we're hanging on to that instead of like everything else that surrounds Josh Allen. I think Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson are elite in the same way. And what why when I say that I mean they both have elite, like greater than Mahomes, elite level of peak. Like their highs are so high, mm-hmm. but both of them have the same Achilles heel where their lows are so low. And both of them lack consistency. 
where Josh Allen does the dumb Josh Allen thing because then Lamar Jackson just happens to make the worst worst mistakes at the worst time. And it's like both of those guys, while they are elite, they also have lower floors, in my opinion, than you know, your Mahomes or even your like Tua is elite in the fact that his floor is so much higher than a lot of those other guys. His ceiling's not as high, but that's fine because he's not gonna he does not the guy who's gonna make the, the brat back breaking mistakes. It's just too yeah. Different. I'm with you on that one. Um so just a couple movers. I put I put the Ravens up to playoff teams. I think they deserve they were in the hunt before or I think they were not a solidified playoff team. The Ravens look great. They deserve to be there. Left the mm-hmm. the lines there. I don't know if you're cool with that one. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the lines. Even though they lost, I mean, they're still a good team. We both mm-hmm. think the Ravens are good. Jags, Cowboys, you could argue the Cowboys, but I think I think they'll be fine. Better without Deshaun Watson. I mean that. <laughs> the, the Browns are good, and they're better without Deshaun Watson. He, he came in, completed one pass. It looked bad. Looked bad. Got a concussion, quote-unquote, <laughs> but, but he passed the concussion <laughs> protocol. No, look... There's, there's something you could tell. There's something wrong in the locker room when your quarterback gets knocked out. Even if it was just for a split second, right? You bang your head up against the back of the of the turf. Not a single player went to go pick him up. I don't know if you caught that, but like, not an offensive lineman, not a wide receiver. Like the referee was like, "Get up, <laughs> yo, man, we got a football game, man. Get up." Like, no, I was like, "Come on, man. Like, you guys can't do that on TV. Like, somebody go help the man up." Nah. I felt so bad. Like for an instant, I was like, ah, I don't really feel bad because it's no. Watson. But it was hilarious that no not one person came to help him up when he cracked his skull open on the on the, uh, on the ground. Let me ask you this. If if that quarterback on the Browns wasn't Deshaun Watson, who they paid two hundred fifty million dollars to mm-hmm. trade all those picks, would he be guaranteed a starting job right now? Because I I would say if it was anybody else without that name and that kind of uh, asset that many assets are tied to him from the organization they would be looking elsewhere already i i would say that but then we might have you know daniel jones come and take tyrod taylor's position when he's healthy so like it really is all about the money if you're paying somebody you have to play them that's just how it is in sports especially in the nfl because i can promise you as soon as daniel jones even though the giants look better with tyrod taylor if Daniel Jones is healthy, Daniel Jones is playing because he's the two hundred and you know two hundred million dollar man. Sunken cost fallacy, my friend. You know what that is? Nope, never heard of it. It's basically like <laughs> if you let's say you buy a stock for like a hundred bucks and it goes to fifty dollars, it just keeps tanking. You don't want to sell because you're like, well, I I already I'm down fifty bucks, and you end up with that stock going to zero because you're just you you <laughs> you feel like you invested something in it and you can't give it up without getting that investment back. And I think that's what we're seeing with the, we're going to see with the Browns for many years where they just are not going to let go because of what they've tied to that man. I'm a winner. I'm going to win. Exactly. Great that mentality. That. It's like <laughs> that guy at the casino that just goes bust. Uh, what else is, sh- I like that the tier of one of these awful teams have to make the playoffs this is the NFC South. Yeah. The NFC South outside of the Panthers, which uh, you do, you wrote dumpster. They're all the way at the bottom. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't understand how all, th- all three of those teams have the chance to take advantage of winning that division. And then they just don't, <laughs> none of them show up. Baker did Baker things. Carr blew it in the fucking, in the red zone. And, and B. John Robinson, for some weird reason, just chose Didn't to play. not play. Like, I don't know, man. Like, I know. Can they can to be we fire fair, that they coach? Said he was sick. Okay. To be fair, they said he was sick. But, you know, oh, after the game, he's just like, yeah, I was out there. And, you know, it just it was, it was my time. Coach didn't call my number. And I'm like, Coach didn't call your number. You're your first run overall pick. What do you mean? Call your number. Tyler Algier out there outrushing you. Can we also talk about how they've taken the football player known as Kyle Pitts and destroyed his career as well? Oh my goodness. It's it, the sad part is like the excitement that happens when he does something. It's like, no, he's a gifted athlete, but like he caught a touchdown pass and they're like, first touchdown pass of the season, Kyle Pitts and on national tight end day. It's like, or like we could just talk about him being undervalued and underused in Atlanta. Like that, that's the more important thing. Um, but yeah, I, I I feel bad for him. I don't think they trade him. I think he's just one of those. He gets the free agency four or five years into his career, and then he goes somewhere else. If that if that Falcons team had a different coach and an actual NFL quarterback, they'd be really fun to watch because they have good skills. And Drake London's good too. Their wide receiver. 
Yeah, their running back, you know, room is is really good, whether it's Robinson or Algier. They even got Cordell Patterson back there. Like, they're decent. They don't really have a defense. A.J. Terrell is their best player, essentially their, their corner. But, like, they're fun. They're young, right? They've been rebuilding post-Matt Ryan. And it's just tough that nobody in the NFC South wants to win. The team that has the most veteranship and the, the better roster is playing the worst out of all of them. That's the Saints. Yeah, as a Saints fan, how do you feel right now about what's going on with them? Not good, man. Not not good. Not great at all. You know, three and four. I think this is one of those you're gonna see a ten and seven team win the division, or like a nine and nine, or nine and eight, whatever it is, yeah, nine and eight, eight, which is ugly. You know, they get a home, <laughs> they get a home game because they win the division. They probably win that home game and then they lose in the second round. It's tough, and the Bucks. <sighs> I mean, we had no expectations, so it doesn't really matter. It is I told what it you is. Baker does bigger things. Uh, anything else different? In the, oh, I moved the uh, I moved the Vikings from I think mid or like scrappy to in the hunt. You don't I like really that? go? No, I wouldn't go that far for it. Um, Are they? Uh, I think you play off of the momentum. They're of like J- three and four in the past four weeks, I think, or something like that, or three and uh, three and one in the past four weeks. Excuse me. Yeah, the three and four total. So it, it makes sense for you to think that, but. Yeah, they just beat the you're going to see the, the depth become an issue. And I know that Jay Ad, Addison and and um, uh, there's another wide receiver that they have too. Can't think of his name, but they, they look decent. But I think you'll you'll start to notice teams will adapt. To, you know, once they realize that Jordan Jefferson isn't on the field and they can actually like double team Jordan Addison, um, I think that's when you'll start to see like them start to slip a little bit. So I think that's are, oh go ahead. No, I'm gonna say there's one, two, three. There's five teams in the hunt category. Mm-hmm. Right, so let me just do some quick math. So there are seven teams in each conference that make the playoffs. Yes, that's four. Four division winners, two wild cards, and we have in our tiers we have four, five, six, seven, eight, nine teams that are locked in the playoffs, um, which means we have five extra spots. So one of them is going to go to the Bucks, Saints, or Falcons. So that is. Four extra spots. We'll give one to the Browns just for the fun. So it's three spots. There's five teams in that tier. Bengals, Vikings, Rams, Steelers, Seahawks. I want you to assign the three teams of those five in the hunt that would make the playoffs, in your opinion, and the two that would miss. Bengals, Rams, Seahawks. I hate that I have to say Tomlin misses the playoffs, but that is a really, really tough division. Um, We said at the beginning of the season that it was going to be a tough division. Ravens, Bengals, Browns now, and and the um and the Steelers, um and then secondly, <clears throat> I don't believe in in the Vikings unfortunately, but I think the the Seahawks have a decent team. Uh, I think they can squeak in right behind the 49ers. I think the Rams have a good team. They can squeak in behind the the Seahawks. They could get three teams out of the NFC South, NFC uh, West, and then the Bengals. I think are a lock for a wild card team right behind the Bang- uh, Ravens. To continue to play devil's advocate for my beloved Vikings. Now I'm a big Vikings fan. You know I love Kirk Cousins. <laughs> now they do get to play the Packers twice and the Bills twice. And I don't know what the rest of their schedule is like, but they've already played the Chiefs. And they've already played the 49ers. So I, I'm guessing, I'm guessing their schedule going forward isn't that bad. They have a real shot. The, excuse me, the, uh, the Lions have to play the same schedule too. So like, and they got to play the Vikings. And if you're going to balance the two teams, are you taking the Vikings or are you taking the Lions? You're taking the Lions. So like, that would mean one team has a chance of going five and one and the other chance doesn't. The other team doesn't. Yeah, I was trying to look up who they play. I mean, one could slip, slip, slip in as a wild card. Oh, this is a very oh they have the this is the the remaining schedule right? I know this is not really fun for for podcasts. <laughs> you just give me win or loss and mm-hmm. be fair, please. Okay. Packers win. Falcons at win. Falcons win. Home against the Saints. I know you're going to say loss. Yeah, loss at the Broncos. Win. Home against the Bears. Win. On the road against the Raiders. <laughs> I think they could lose that game. I'll give them an L. Just, just because it's a road game. Uh, away at the Bengals. I'm sure you're going to take the Bengals in that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Lions twice and the Packers at home. You got to give them one Lions win. Yeah, I was going to say split with the Lions. 
and they won against the Packers on the road. I think they lose the Packers at home. So you're giving them one, two, three, four, five losses, two, three, four, six, six wins, six wins. So six and five lets them finish five, nine and eight. That's, that's I'm not saying that they can't, but that like a, somebody from the NFC West is going to have 10 wins as the three seed. I'm going to let's pay, let's place a bet right now. <laughs> I bet you that the, the the Vikings will make the playoffs. All right, there's a regular you know gentleman's bet. Let's let's take that one. All right, that'll be a bet for the season. Uh, any do you like the tier that I made that of fans about to talk themselves back into Mac Jones? Not only are they about to talk them into Mac Jones, but like you know, get the duck boats ready, boys. We we're the best team in the in the AFC East now. Uh, Shut up! Have you heard that no. yet? People starting to defend because everyone knows out on Mac Jones now. People starting to defend him after the the Buffalo win. Uh, no, I don't surround myself with that <laughs> talk and nonsense anymore. Thank goodness. But I could only imagine how many people in New England were like, "We're back! Like Mac is the real deal." I told you he's just had a bad rut, and you know, you know, wicked. Like I don't know. I don't know why I just said that. It's kind of messed up. But like, oh, that ass, I'm I'm out, Ben out, and I don't think just because you have one good game, and did he even really have a great game? I think he just didn't. He did. He he chose to not screw up as much as as, as Josh Allen. That's how they won the game. Is is he made less mistakes than Josh Allen did? Which seems more of a indictment on Josh Allen than anything. Exactly. But I will say, like, I that's one reason why I don't bet on the Patriots or bet against the Patriots. Excuse me, because Bill Belichick's always good for one of these one of these wacky games that he pulls off a massive upset. Absolutely. So, yeah. Oh, my apologies. Mac was 25 for 30 for two touchdowns. So, that's pretty he played, good. He played that's pretty, pretty, pretty good. good. Played pretty good. McCorkle. No, 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 thank you. No, thank you. McCorkle. Hey, hey, here we go. McCorkle. He's out. Out <laughs> on McCorkle. Consensus McCorkle. is that Mac still blows. All right. So, I can I should remove them from the fans about to talk themselves back into Mac Jones tier. Specific fans. I will, will say, if it. you're a Patriots fan, you don't want the Pats to fuck around and get a couple more wins and lose exactly lose the Caleb Williams sweepstakes. <laughs> Look, uh, this is, there is a there's a quarterback who fell flat on his face uh, this past week, and it is right up the alley for the New England Patriots. His name is Drake May. He's going to go to the Patriots. He's mm. going to be like the fourth pick, maybe the third quarterback taken, and it drops right into the Patriots' lap right around picks. Eight through ten. It's that saying it here that the Patriots are going to draft Drake May. All right. Uh, The last couple changes, I dropped the Chargers to mid. They were like in the hunt. I'm done with the Chargers, man. I like. I try to tell you that's the the Chargers is that team that just keeps teasing you. You're like, ooh, maybe. Ooh, look at them. They're sexy, and they just every time they just slap you in the face. It's just Uh I can't trust the Chargers, man. I just can't. I don't know what they need to do. They like they, they get rid of the co- the the coach. The coach Staley is ruining Josh Herbert. Like they just make Justin. dumb decisions that are Judge um You're, Justin Herbert. My apologies. You made Josh Allen. Imagine that if you could combine Josh oh Allen and God. Justin Herbert. Yeah. Well, they both throw the same. They 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 have incredible arm talent. So I'll give you that. Um, but no, uh, Staley is, is not good as a coach, and he plays the analytics game way too much, and it costs them certain situations. So I'm out on them. Always have been, as long as Staley is the head coach and Herbert is the quarterback with that combo, I'm out. I feel like the only team else I want to just say, and I don't know if I'm being overly mean to them, but when I saw Brian Hoyer take the field for the Raiders, I was like, nah, they go in the dumpster. That's it. Well, they, they belong. The Raiders are just... You know, all it took was one DUI and it screwed up that entire franchise. Not to say that they weren't like that DUI, already. DUI? You mean they killed? They got killed? killed the yeah, person. I'm saying like it, it like everything, yeah. everything that involved Henry Ruggs the third, um, like that that whole franchise. Like even if you look at the history behind that, like they had like their last 20 first round picks, one of them was on their roster in like three years, and not like a 10 year span. Like in three years, they had 20 first round picks, and only one of them was a rostered player. That just goes to show you that their organization is just a shit show. Incredibly new stadium for them to put a you know a terrible product out there. Anything else you want to discuss on the tiers? No, everybody else's ass. You know, Brown, excuse me, the um the Bears, the the Titans, the Giants, the Broncos, Broncos country, trash, Cardinals, trash. Even being out here in North Carolina, I hate to say it, but the the Panthers, trash. Like 
Tough, 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 tough. But those teams are just very, very bad. Glad to see the the Texans and the and the Colts get up there with their <clears throat> with their teams and the Commanders. Like I said, they might be a fighting chance, but everybody else, no, thank you. All right, let's let's uh, segue to the last segment. Good show, short show, but still. Still good show nonetheless. We I got a shout a Josh Dobbs shout out in the chat. I like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll be back next week. We'll talk a lot more football. I think we're gonna be here on Wednesday because next Tuesday is Halloween. That's a fun holiday. Spooky. Yeah, so we'll uh, we'll be back on uh, Wednesday for you guys, and uh, we'll definitely be talking some NBA hoops. But before then, let's get out of here right. The show is coming to an end. But first, it's time to get to anything we've missed. It's closing time. One segment, two takes. Alright, let's get out of here with a couple things. I I don't I, this is not my closing take, but did you see the Dwight Howard story by the way? You're on mute, buddy. I don't know how you muted yourself. But yes, I did. I, I do it because I don't want to hit something while I'm dancing over here. Um, but yes, I did hear about it. He admitted it at least. You know, hey, man, everybody everybody likes their own thing. So I'm not going to be mad at the man for liking his own thing. He's just... just boy, hey, there's some illegality with that, by the way. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah. No, I didn't hear that part. Some of it may not have been consensual. We'll just put it that oh. way. All right. There well, was... That's... I'll just yeah. put it this way. You could look it up on your own. There was a grown man dressed up as a woman named Kitty. There's more to that afterwards. But All right. anyways. Broncos country. Let's ride. Uh, no, I just wanted to closing out on uh, a little little baseball. Weird, weird, weird baseball playoffs so far. I don't know if it's the first time it's ever happened. It's the first time I've ever seen it. Texans Astros series went to seven. It might have been the first time ever in the ALCS and LCS round that a team... Both teams, neither of them in the seven-game series, won a home game. Ooh. Very bizarre. Uh, but, yeah, so we have the Texans in the World's Texas Rangers in the World Series, which is kind of a huge shocker, and potentially the Diamondbacks, depending on how this Phillies-Diamondbacks game goes tonight. Rangers beat the Astros? Yes. That's crazy. By the way, there was a fun story about that I want to talk tell you about if the Astros happened to make it to the World Series. I guess I can mention it now really quick. Uh, it was game game five. Uh, you know how baseball players get, you know, the, the pitches get thrown around and they get all pissed off, want to fight someone, they want to fake yeah. fight someone. So the Texas Rangers are up in the eighth inning. They're up by two runs at this point, right? And the Astros pitcher throws and hits the Texas Rangers batter. Man on second right now, they first and second. So, like, the Astros are already down. They don't want to be hitting someone on purpose. Obviously, the Texas Rangers guy gets takes exception to oh. it. Wants to pretend fight everybody. It delays the game for 25 minutes, right? <laughs> Guess what? That bozo who delayed the game, the, Tex- the Texas guy, his pitcher's sitting on the bench for those 25 minutes getting cold. Guy comes in the game, gets shelled for a three-run home run. They lose the game in the ninth. <laughs> Good karma. Good for them. Yeah. Good for him. I can't stand baseball certain times, but I really I can't. Just those little things like that, just like it really grinds my gears. Ugh. What do you got for your closing? All right, I was wait. I didn't know if you had anything else. Oh, no, no, mine is actually really simple, really quick, just so we can get up out of here. I want to give a big shout just because the season's over. The Las Vegas Aces, back-to-back champs. You know, women NBA, or women's uh, NBA. Um, we said that they were, you know, a, an absolute wagon during the regular season. They finished 34 and six. Asia Wilson won MVP, I believe, and they just have a stacked roster. So it was really good to see, you know, the coach. Um, what's her? I'm I'm so sorry, Becky no, Hammond. Remember. Yeah, Becky Hammond. Just you know, post leaving Doc, I mean, me Pop in, in San Antonio, and you know, get a couple of championships under her wing. You know, I think that they have something going really well in in, in Las Vegas, and I think in two seasons we're gonna see. You know the college product come into the WNBA, so I'm I'm really interested to see the new wave of of talent um, with Angel 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 Reese out in LSU, and you know there's um the kid from 
uh, Yukon, she's really good. I, I can't remember her name. Sabrina something. I'm terrible, man. I'm exhausted, and I still got to stay up for two league games tonight. Uh, but overall, just want to give a big shout to Las Vegas Aces back-to-back championships. That's, that's not not easy to do in any sport. Uh, so big shout-outs to everybody that was on that team for it. You you really sold uh, the WNBA product by knowing no one's name. I'm exhausted, bro. <laughs> I'm exa- I know this team. I, I was talking about college. I don't know anybody in college, unfortunately. I, I thought it was Asia Wilson won MVP. Uh, I believe there's... Asia Wilson did Kelsey not win Plum. MVP. She didn't? Of the league? No, of the finals. Okay. No, I knew that. Brittany Stewart won MVP. Brianna Stewart? Brianna Stewart. My <laughs> God, dude. Let me live. Brianna Stewart. Stewie. All right? That's all I know her by. <laughs> Stewie. Stewie out in, in New York. She won it. And she's playing with Sabrina Ionescu. Oregon uh, product. Kobe product. Oh. Do you have any more names you want to butcher before you get out of here? <laughs> Not even. Uh, Let's get up out of here. All right. Hit, hit him up, buddy. Tell them, oh, tell them to do man. all the good stuff. Do all the good things before we get up out of here. No, we appreciate you guys being here. I know it was a, it was a rat-a-tat-tat show, a lot of things going on. I'm glad that my boy Trudeau was able to, able to power through his sickness. I was able to uh, to talk through this lisp that I have for biting my cheek at like 10 minutes in. So please, if you guys get a chance, check us out on all of our platforms. Hit us up on the social medias. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. YouTube, obviously, we're on Twitch, dfrizzy underscore frizz5. Uh, we do have our own website, frizzandthegrizz.com. If you can hit us up one day, we might have some merchandise. No, he keeps saying that we're not going to have it, whatever. Uh, but please, y'all, make sure y'all take care of y'all mentals. Make sure y'all take care of y'all physicals. Take care of y'all chicken. Take care of y'all children. And we'll catch y'all next week on Wednesday. Happy Halloween, goons. Spooky. Broncos country, let's ride.